new Antonio Banderas, the <laughs> famous actor. Yeah. Yeah. Zorro. He's, uh, Zorro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, uh, I, I am Hispanic. I'm Latino, right? Uh-huh. Um, half. And, um, uh, yeah, but I'm also like very racially ambiguous, right? Like people look at me and they're just like, who's that Indian guy? Or who's That's that funny. like Middle Eastern guy? Or I who's get that, that all the time. That Southern Italian guy or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Like, and, um, and it's kind of hilarious. Um, but like one thing that I've noticed is that to be like a Latino male is to be associated with Antonio Banderas. You know, there's like some sort of like Latin heartthrob element to uh, <laughs> to like the Latino man, right? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Hi. My name's Matt. This is Candace. And uh, this is Datology, a voice for Christian metropolitan dating. Where we just discuss honest stories to collect liberating wisdom. For companionship. And discovery. And... Uh, Today, this is a special interview with my friend, Steve. What did you think about it? Oh, it was so good. So enlightening and uh, touching. Surprisingly touching. Yes. yes. And um, Steve came to us and he was just like, uh, he's been a fan of the show. So it, it feels really fun to like talk to a person who, who's been listening and enjoying getting a lot out of it. And so that was one thing that was fun about it. But also the topic that um, we ended up camping around was around race and dating. Mm-hmm. I found it really interesting and touching. Like yeah, you said. very relevant and enlightening. Yes. So um, take a listen as we talk to my buddy Steve all about race and dating. And we would love to hear your thoughts about it. Yo, Steve. Hey, Matt. What's up? <laughs> oh, man. I'm, you're, you're a good friend and I'm really grateful. I'm to so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, yeah, for yeah. sure. Nice to meet you. And nice to meet you, Candace. This yeah. is my friend Candace. This is my friend Steve. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Um, so, Steve, I am grateful to have you here. And um, would you just let us know a little bit about you, like uh, where you're from, what you do for work, that, that kind of thing, how old you are? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name is Steve. I am 34 years old. My social security number is <laughs> 555. No. Um, <laughs> I'd be curious if Call there actually is a social security number that starts with 555. Oh, yeah. It'd be mm. interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm from Chicago. I've been in the Bay Area now for about two and a half years. Um, originally from Chicago. So shout out to Chi Town and hello to all my Chi-Town. friends back home. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, new listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. I, uh, I've been here for two and a half years. I live in Oakland. Oh, um, professionally. Oakland. Yeah. Oakland go dubs. Mm-hmm. Just uh, won the championship last night as fresh. we're recording this. That's right. So that's incredible news. Indeed. Uh, go bulls. Had to put that little plug in there. Um, <laughs> you have to okay, so tell me more about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and what other sports teams do you like? <laughs> That's what I'm really curious about. <laughs> Wait, well, what are we talking about today? Uh, sports, right? We're on a dating podcast. Um, oh, and today's okay. topic: sports and dating. Yes. Which sports are best for dating? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely baseball games. Oh, um, I like soccer. Badminton. <laughs> Ooh, racquetball is so feeding. fun. <laughs> <Competitive eating. laughs> Oh man, this is great. Oh, this is good. Okay. We, we digress so much. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, that's Already. what this is made for. It's made <laughs> for the banter. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, what what else do I need to say here? So, professionally, I'm oh, yeah. a business process consultant. Um, yeah. Did you say how old you are? 34. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Business process consultant. What does that mean? 
Yeah. So essentially, we uh, help businesses typically that are growing. We help them streamline their business process uh, development. Okay. Um, essentially, we create systems in place for them to scale. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool, Steve. Well, I I think that's the first time I've heard you like describe what you do for your work. Oh, I is know, that right? I'm like, you're, <laughs> you're like a, I knew you do like business consulting, but I didn't know that was it. But. Yeah, actually, it's funny because like we've had a, uh, I've had a chance to explain that to a lot of people uh, that don't know my work recently. So I've kind of had like different oh. trial and error like uh-huh. messages and see what sticks and whatnot. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, good you job. did a good job just now. <laughs> it stuck with me. Great. <laughs> so I would love to hear just like a fun story about your dating history. Yes. Oh gosh. Like I remember when you guys when you gave me the list of things to think about. This one kind of mm-hmm. made me really scratch my head a little bit. But, okay. Okay. Like I have a kind of an embarrassing one. If that's that's great. yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of a late bloomer. Uh, mm-hmm. I was 25 when I was mm-hmm. in my first relationship. So uh-huh. like I had like this girl at church. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I wanted to ask her out. So like, this is the first date I was 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. So this is the first date like for me ever. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, not alone, let alone a first date in the relationship. So it was uh-huh. around the time of my birthday. Yeah. And I thought a nice gesture would be for me to bring like a bottle of champagne to, you know, like it's, it's a BYO place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we went to this, like this nice sushi restaurant. I brought a bottle of champagne and so the girl that I liked, she was a senior in college, uh-huh. and it didn't just it didn't occur to me that she was underage. Oh, oh wow! So the whole time, like I was drinking <laughs> champagne by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was so awkward, and I ended up so giving. Much... I can't. I can't finish the bottle, oh, so I ended up like yeah. giving the bottle I mean, to like the by table. bubbles alone. That's impossible. <laughs> it just like expands in your belly. Champagne. Goodness. Oh god, I cringe like when I think about that. <laughs> oh, but I was man. so awkward. I mean, I was so yeah. It was so bad. That's how funny. I uh, I wish I could have watched. Did that. you get really tipsy That's... in the? process no i was okay but i mean i think just the whole every time i took a sip and she didn't it was just kind of yeah. like awkward like, oh. I, I can do this you can't yeah, yeah oh here's another sip i can do this you can't right like <laughs> exactly oh, so funny it but yeah like halfway through the dinner i ended up giving the bottle over to the table next door and hey mm-hmm. just you know ended it there just yeah. the man of the people how long yeah. did you end up with that girl yeah so luckily she was able to see past my awkwardness <laughs> yeah. and Great. we did end up dating for a few months afterwards. okay actually though see past your awkwardness or uh, maybe it's just me the awkwardness is what i love mm, in a person endearing like, embraced it you have oh. to embrace it totally right like i i feel like that's the thing everybody's gonna have awkward things with the person that they're dating that's absolutely right. and it's like am i going to embrace the weird or am i going yeah. to not embrace totally. the weird, that's right? right you know it's funny as we get huh? people's like ridiculous stories of dating i'm like huh? i wonder how many times i've been the like ridiculous story <laughs> oh, person yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like there's question. one girl i went out with this one time <laughs> <laughs> i love it i, I I bet we all are that that's story right. for somebody. That's right. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool because I feel like I've gotten to hear you guys like through the episodes and mm. I, I hear a little bit about, you know, your guys' stories. Mm-hmm. So, but you guys should do an entire episode just on like awkward dates. That sounds that fun. Yeah, we'll that make a note. That sounds like an absolute dream to me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't oh wait gosh. to tell everyone about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, like uh, the TV show, uh, Nathan For You, Nathan yes. Fielder, comedian, and he his whole 
shtick is just making the most uncomfortable yeah. situations possible. It's also my favorite show, my favorite style of comedy. It's just hilarious. Oh, I think so, that tells a lot about you as a person too. I Matt. think it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I just love the awkward. I thrive on the awkward. Yeah. Like I I like that feeling of something crawling under my skin, feeling really uncomfortable. Like I think it's just so great. Totally. I come alive. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true seven. <laughs> Do you know your Enneagram number? I'm a seven. Oh, you are too. Oh, we have a lot of what? sevens on the show. Oh my High gosh. Five just happened. Wow. Wait, what are you guys? So you're seven and I'm a three. You're a three. Mm-hmm. Which one is that again? Remind me. Uh it's the like overachiever performer. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um you say that with a hushed tone in your I, voice. Yeah, I don't know. It feels weird like being on a show and being yeah. like, I'm an overachiever. Um, <laughs> I'm just an overachiever. It's just what I do. <laughs> um, also, like, I have seven envy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I think I've said this on the show before. I like pray about like, can I just be a seven? <laughs> I just like in my head, sevens are really adventurous and fun. And I think like my three wants to like be a cool seven. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I think um, I have a lot of friends who are threes too. I wonder if oh, that wow. says anything about the dynamic between like threes and sevens. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Could be. Ah, hmm. that's fun. I've heard the difference, but uh, we uh, do we just go into this? I Let's just hear go it. into yes, it. Yes, right. please. So the, the difference between uh, a three and a seven is that uh, threes are really great at um, making plans, um, and uh, sevens are also really great at making plans threes actually make the plans happen mm. sevens right. it's just fun to make the plans the visionary that's interesting yes. i was thinking about that recently with the difference between a one and a set and a three was that like the idealists are similarly yeah. like really great at like dreaming things up but i will make it happen yeah yeah, yeah that's why me and uh me and matt are a great team yeah that's exactly awesome. <laughs> she's <laughs> She executes on all of my visionary ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, cool. gosh. Well, um, Steve, I'm really grateful that you, uh, you know, we've been chatting about like things that you'd be interested in talking about. And yeah. uh, the one that jumped off of the text thread, you know, to me was uh, like race and dating. And I think that's just like mm. such a valuable topic mm. that, you know, we can only say so much about it. Like we're we're not going to exhaust this topic at all right now but i'd love to hear about that like what are your thoughts about it experiences so on so forth me and candace will chime in too but Mm -hmm. yeah what yeah what are your like kind of initial thoughts as you're thinking about race and dating okay all right so i have to preface this conversation first by saying that i think i'm kind of approaching this more of like from an inquisitor perspective Mm -hmm. rather than like a subject matter expertise okay okay i think uh you know, I'm by no means, I'm not a therapist. Like I don't work in the church. Like I'm not a relationship expert. Mm. I'm not a yeah, race yeah. expert. Um, yeah, totally. I totally. Think this is just something that I think is interesting. And I think it's particularly yeah. applicable in our, you know, current day and age right. for sure. So um, our listeners can't see you. Do you feel comfortable sharing oh, your yeah. ethnic background? So I'm Chinese. Um, I'm Asian American. I was born in China. I moved to the States when I was nine. Uh, so I'm a first generation immigrant. And uh, grew up in Chicago in the suburbs of, uh, grew up in Wheaton, very conservative town, mm-hmm. and currently live in Oakland. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, like as, and none of us in here are, are like race, um, you know, sociology experts or anything, but, you know, we'll just have a conversational feel around in it. And, you know, we might, I don't know, 
there's probably experts who might listen to this and just be like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if so, like, sorry, reach out to us and we would love to have you on yeah, the show. So you know? a lot of okay. grace, so, asking for yeah, a lot of grace. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how has that played out in your dating life so far? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I think dating and race is um, like uh, dating is one of those avenues where you can like kind of look at the whole racial narrative. Um, for example, huh. uh, on dating apps, you're you're, you know, allowed to filter by mm-hmm. race That's by right. religion mm-hmm. yeah but you never do that on like a job application totally. yeah, that's interesting but it's, it's actually illegal to do exactly that's, any right. job that's application. really interesting yes. to think yeah. about so like i think dating and how we think about how like a romantic compartment of our brain as different than like professional or mm. social i yeah. think that's an interesting dynamic in and of itself and i think it speaks mm. to how we kind of subconsciously uh, it just magnifies. I think dating magnifies yeah. like some of the assumptions um, and biases that we inherently have mm. about race That's in general. So mm-hmm. true. Mm. Oh my gosh, you know, like uh, so. Uh, one of the ways that this plays out, I think, is even on uh, on the level of attraction, right? Mm. Like, and totally. I, I I don't know how many conversations I've had with people where they're just like, oh yeah, I, I tend to be attracted to like this race or that, mm. or, you know, mm-hmm. and uh. And that those are words that I've said, right? You know, and I remember it like uh, being like this big eye-opening moment for me when uh, you know somebody kindly challenged me mm. when I said something about like my like racial preference totally. for dating, mm. and just like had you know very kindly but like in a real challenging way. We're just like like hey, um, what are you thinking? Like just being mm. okay having like racial preferences mm. for like who you would find uh like a, a viable mate or or not totally. you know and uh and ever since that like i've just been really intentional about like taking taking down mm. that as a barrier mm-hmm. for me and of course you know there's all these unconscious bias things and and so on and so forth but uh i think it takes like an actual intention to like release mm-hmm. um some of that stuff uh but gosh yeah like i i'd be curious what what you two have what it's been like for you to interact thinking about race and mm. and dating candace like and, yeah, yeah well i came from a family where my parents have been pretty overtly um critical of certain races and oh. who we could date growing up and huh. they would to this day say things um you know, about how there would be cultural differences. And I think a lot of stereotypes and not to like throw my parents under the Mm -hmm. bus. I think what they're trying to do is like, just be mindful about people who grew up like this and that might clash with some of the values that you grew up in. Um, But I think as I was a child or first dating, it created some problems. Like I wasn't allowed to go to prom with some guy because of his ethnicity. Oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's... And I think part of that speaks like we came from Bakersfield and I Mm. find that like moving to San Francisco is really enlightening to learn more about. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually Um, curious, like what are your guys' ethnic backgrounds as well? I think Matt, yeah, there's Hispanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, um, yeah, I was actually just going to mention that. So like I, uh, uh, my mom is white. My dad is Mexican. So honestly, like being a biracial person, I feel like my life is testament to the Mm. fact that like Mm. that, uh, these racial divisions in dating attraction, whatever are artificial. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, and 
frankly unhelpful, you know? Mm. So like, uh, I'm what happens when, uh, you know, people fall in love cross races. Right. Mm. And, um, and I, I really am like kind of amazed at my parents' story in that, Mm. um, you know, they, they met, uh, kind of late seventies, uh, you know, and, Mm. uh, in central California, kind of like rural towns and stuff, you know, and my, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my maternal, uh, grand granddad, you know, like he wasn't like the most, uh, like psyched about, uh, kind of, uh, my mom dating like this Mexican young man or whatever initially, of course, over time he fell in love with my dad from, you know, it's like, but, uh, and my mom, like she, uh, would like just go spend a ton of time in, uh, my dad's home and, uh, like learn to speak Spanish, like, cool. uh, in, in the kitchen of my, uh, <laughs> of my dad's family. And I did, like I don't know I, I want to tear up actually just like thinking mm. about the story and um and how grateful I am that uh especially during like times where man and and I feel like we're in a similar time now but like uh race is a big topic mm. uh like on the on the forefront of public consciousness uh and my parents fell in love mm. and got married and had kids and i just like uh and and are in love still you know like and i just i love that right Mm, uh it's it is the source of my life right Mm. um so that's part of the context that where i come from when it comes from like race and dating is Mm. like whoa there's part of me that has these uh racial assumptions that like i've had to intentionally weed out over time with dating and also this like part of me is just like oh yeah i i come from the reality that like those racial uh divisions or whatever like are artificial right Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. totally and Mm -hmm. so that's kind of my my race and background stuff and candace how about you yeah oh as you're speaking i'm realizing how complicated my story feels Mm -hmm. um so I am quite a mutt. I've got a b- different Native American background, Comanche, Apache, and Sioux, um, and then also some European background. So some um, English and some French uh, and probably just some other like random things. But my mom remarried when I was young and so none of my family looks like me and I'm the only one with my last name. Mm. Um, so it's always been interesting feeling like kind of like the darker brown one mm. amidst um, lighter family. And mm. yeah, I've, my story, I feel like I can go on because it's I'm still trying to work it out. I was like told I was Mexican American for a long time and it wasn't until college when I was doing my family tree that I realized like what I was and Mm. how much my like mom was identifying things that were not a part of my like actual blood lineage to Mm. my identity. Um, So I'm like probably like very confused still Uh, in like my background and grew up very like just Americanized in Bakersfield, which kind of resembles like Midwest Mm. America. It's called the Midwest of California. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, I think that my story just feels very confusing in that way, and I don't know how many of our listeners can identify with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what's interesting about San Francisco is there's a lot of like loyalty that I've seen yeah. within ethnicity, and I went to San Francisco State, and there mm-hmm. was lots of like groups that were very specific to their heritage, mm-hmm. um, and I just don't have that kind of like the solidarity with one particular background. Yeah. I think this is what I mean. Like when I gave my little disclaimer is like, I mean, there's so much richness in your guys' story Mm. right now. And I feel like our listeners, like there's probably way more directions that, you know, can be taken. Like this is such a like powder keg of a topic Mm. that I'm really approaching this as like, I mean, outside of like the few relationships that I've had with um, women outside of my race, like it's just such a curious topic Mm. for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So, uh, I, I'm, I guess maybe some of what I'm wondering when it comes to like a topic like race and dating, you know, I, I mentioned how attraction is like mm-hmm. one layer to it. Yeah. I also think like learning another person's culture, totally. I think is another huge layer to it. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any stories of what it's like to, to have like learned a person's culture, you know, Can I actually. So like on the topic of attraction, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. there's a, there's something that I was thinking about last mm. night. It's like, have you guys yeah. ever heard of the book Dataclysm? No. It's um, written by the guy who founded OkCupid. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So uh-huh. in our age of, yeah. you know, data, uh, data, data, data. Uh, so he wrote a book about kind of like just analysis of, you know, racial preferences. Mm. That was one of the topics in the book. And one of them was like, the quote unquote performance of different uh, racial groups. Right. Mm. And so like historically the lowest performing quote unquote performing. Yeah. What does that mean? Performing meaning people who uh, have uh, you perform well, if you, for example, get matched on a date or a number of messages exchanged. Ah. There's different ways of like measuring performance on like dating apps and stuff like that. Right. Uh So uh, it's interesting because uh, it's the historical uh, historically poor performers are Asian American males huh. and African American females. Huh. And historically, the highest performing groups are Caucasian males uh-huh. and Asian American females. Wow. Uh, right, which is um, interesting yeah. uh, coming from the perspective of an Asian American person. Yeah. What does that speak about, you know, if you were to unpack that just one level yeah. and talk about just Asian Americans in general, like what are some of those assumptions? Yeah. Uh, about Asian Americans, them being, you know, uh, the model minority, mm-hmm. um, passive, right? Non-threatening mm. and maybe submissive, which is like a loaded wow. term, right? Yeah. So when you apply those characteristics to a male figure, mm. that all of a sudden becomes a negative quality. Mm. Uh, but then when you apply that to a female, wow. that's kind of a positive quality wow. right, in our society. Wow. So I think that Very was really interesting. interesting. That yeah. is super fascinating. Wow. Wow. I, and I mean... I don't have any hard data to, to share with you, but I remember having a conversation with a, a friend of mine um, back like uh, just after college and he's a, a Asian American or he's a kind of, a, um, well, in Hawaii, you know, he's from okay, Hawaii. Yeah. So, you mm-hmm. know, like the, there's kind of like a, a beautiful mix of, you know, Pan-Asian. Races, yeah, Pan-Asian, you know, what, I don't Polynesian. know the technical terms. Polynesian, yeah. But yeah, and, uh, and he um, just like, was representing um you know, he's an artist and and he's uh he talks about the uh what it looks like for representation you know like representation of different races in certain kinds of media or images or whatever and how a person is represented 
shapes the imagination for what's even an option right for mm-hmm. people when it comes to things like attraction totally. so mm. if you're not exposed to a certain yeah, yeah like I remember, interesting. how do totally. you like how do you assess that in your brain as like whether that's beautiful or not right 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 that's really interesting. or even just like to yeah like i i remember uh shortly after having that conversation with my friend uh uh, there was like an episode of New Girl on, and it was in it. There was a. I just watch lots of TV. I, I love that oh you gosh. watch New Girl. By the way, it's such a great glimpse into Matt Barnes. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I'm actually not up to date on. It. I need to, you know, take a weekend. <laughs> but um, so on that episode, uh, it was like a an Asian American man uh, marrying a white woman, and I there was it just like kind of registered to me as like oh i don't know if i've seen that like depicted before mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this wedding ceremony between uh, an asian man and a white woman mm. i don't think i've seen that depicted yeah. like on on a popular show or like in any form of media mm. i don't think i've ever seen that in an image mm. and uh i don't know and just like even reflecting on that right now i'm getting weirdly sentimental about that mm. moment which is just like how seeing something depicted Mm -hmm. just made it even more uh like a possibility Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah uh, it gives you category in your mind a reference point yeah 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 it's interesting as we're talking about this i i just realized how much of dating is a cross-cultural experience totally in general yeah it's true because of personality differences because of the unique families that we have Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like we live in tribal communities where you're like dating a cousin. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's, I, I was just thinking that how helpful that could be just to come into it, realizing that we're all, no totally. matter if someone looks just like you or not having to take a curious posture. That's what like so much of cross cultural like studies are about is being like kind and honoring mm-hmm. and just curious to know yeah. what someone else experience and reference points are. Hmm. Yeah, and I think on the other end too. And so you know, having been on dates and having dated uh, women outside of my race, um, it's also there. I realize there are moments where I needed to be more uh, just cut the other person some slack. I think mm. there's just a lot uh, of like yeah, yeah, give yeah. and take that yeah. um, happens both ways, right? Like a posture yes. of curiosity from maybe the majority culture mm-hmm. party in the relationship, but a posture of forgiveness and grace from the person of the minority culture mm-hmm. and like that i mean that i think probably should be a staple in any healthy relationship period totally mm-hmm. let alone interracial relationships yeah right? yeah yeah. and mm-hmm. i i think that that makes a lot of sense it, even if i'm just thinking about like traveling to another country or something mm-hmm. right like if i go like hop down to columbia or something like i'm not colombian you know like mm-hmm. uh i could probably pass for it honestly i can pass for basically every race honestly it's kind of uh my superpower yeah it is that's um, funny <laughs> you yeah, guys pe- both yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah my, uh, like the once somebody asked me if i was uh indian when somebody asked me if i was middle eastern uh yeah so. yeah i get a lot of variety too yeah yeah, yeah totally um but like if if i'm like traveling somewhere and it's uh um like the language is different the customs are different like uh and and I think it makes sense. Like when I'm traveling, I don't, I don't show up. At least me personally, I don't show up like a loud American who, like you know, I I own the planet, right? Like, uh, I I'm in this posture of curiosity and like realizing, man, linguistically in this place or that place, I'm a, a baby, mm. you know, or 
when it comes to the customs of like time of day or whatever, like I am, I'm learning. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm a student. And what would it look like to similarly, as we are like dating somebody across a culture, across racial, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like to come with that form of curiosity about another person's culture. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. just beautiful. Totally. You know, like that sounds like an awesome way to date somebody. Mm. Yeah. And actually one of the things that I'm passionate about too is food. And yeah. um, so if you guys know Anthony <laughs> oh, Bourdain, who's like such a tragic story, yeah, you know, seriously. like passed away uh, mm. this past week. But like mm-hmm. I, his whole message, I think really resonates with a lot of, mm. yes. um, like using food as a way to kind of bridge that cultural uh, gap. Yeah. I think that's mm. a great way to like go on a date, you know, like maybe you guys mm. both go on a date where you don't know either of the food cuisine. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfamiliar to everybody. Yeah. Go eat some Ethiopian food. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm noticing something very different about this episode than others mm. is like, there's been a lot of tenderness. Like, I don't know, Matt, there's a couple of times that you've referenced mm. feeling kind of tender and yeah. I am experiencing that internally. Mm-hmm. Just realizing like how much ethnicity is a core part of just our being yeah, and how much history we hold just in like our actual biology and our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, Hmm. and just what it stirs up yeah. and it is so yeah. unique for each of us and then what the majority culture how they have treated us and how mm. we are like assumed to be when we walk into a yeah. room mm-hmm. yeah and too i mean on that note like speaking of majority culture i think there's aspects of you know myself like being an asian american person there's aspects of majority culture of the caucasian culture that i think are assumed about me for example in the professional workplace um so there's like, I think there's different like manifestations mm. of what uh, majority culture wants out of the minority culture. Right? Mm. So there's like, mm-hmm. there's another conversation. I mean, it's another direction yeah, we totally. take this is like, yeah, how do we stay true to who we are mm. while being, um, you know, forgiving and graceful to um, right. quote unquote assimilate into the majority culture? Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I think part of the common ground that our listeners do share is that we are all Christ followers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that does create a bond between us mm-hmm. um, that is a cultural bond also because there are yeah. customs and things that we do and beliefs and values that we hold mm-hmm. that is separate from the majority non-Christian yeah, culture. Especially in San Francisco. That's right. And to our other listeners in the metropolitan areas, like mm-hmm. we are the minority yeah as as christians mm-hmm. yeah like the one of uh, there's there's like a kaleidoscopic kind of thing with what's going on in the gospel uh but one layer to it is certainly the uh extension of the saving message of mm. god to non-jewish people yeah. right like which was just plain and simple an ethnic divide mm. right so um you know, like none of us are, are Jewish, I don't think. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, none of us are Jewish in this room, which means uh, in order for us to know who Jesus is and to be saved by him, it took a person like Paul, who's just committed to crossing uh, racial ethnic divides to that's give cool. the message. That's right. And that's what Jesus came for. He that's came cool. for, like he has one set of sheep, but he's come, come to get his other sheep, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and so it's, completely baked into our faith mm. actually to be people That's who are right. about crossing racial and That's ethnic right. divides yeah. and oh, i love That's that so beautiful because as you're saying that i know that in our culture like in america there's so much assumed like power 
in being white and like a power in nominal Christianity mm-hmm. that is like horrendous yeah. that I'm sure some people listening either buy into or came from those backgrounds where this is actually new information, Yeah, mm-hmm. which is always surprising to me when people are like, forget that the person they serve is like a Middle Eastern man. Yeah. <laughs> what? You mean he's not blonde? With the- no, <laughs> Jesus is not white. But according to the picture. <laughs> I know. I actually grew up with like an illustrated kid's Bible that had like a blonde haired, blue eyed Jesus. Oh. That, and uh, <laughs> and it, it's just like so funny. He's just like totally blonde, like blonde in a way that yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if normal people even are that blonde. Like uh, <laughs> it's like, funny. you know, illustrated. But uh, yeah, to think of Jesus as as he truly was, is, as like a Middle Eastern man. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so. Yeah, if, the book that we hold so dear is like an ancient <laughs> Hebrew like text. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like taking a step back and like looking at this conversation as a whole, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, how do we how do we stay true to ourselves and how do we remain true to each other? And again, for me, kind of this whole food analogy comes into play again. Like for Mm. example, you have like, there's like fusion food, right? Yes. Which is good in and of itself, but then like genuine, like authentic, you go a hole in the wall Chinese place. Like that's good in a totally different way. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Um, And I don't think that the message you're trying to say is like, we should all just be like interracial and we like mm. multicultural, multi, uh, multi, mm-hmm. uh, racial worship is like the way to do worship. I don't think that's what we're saying at all. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I think what we're saying is like there, maybe there's certain like boundaries that we've put up in our own that's heads. Right. Yes. That's yes. preventing you, whatever boundaries that is. Right. Um, how do we step out of that and how do that's we like right. bring that into the gospel? Yes. And, like, how do we see that? See yeah. it through that lens? I'm so glad that you say mm. that because I see so much extremes that people can take. And so they get a, they hear a message like this and then, you know, we are such black and white thinkers and like, Oh, then it's bad to want someone exactly. of my like background. And that's not what we're saying. Totally. Like right. if you love the person that you're with, or you want to be with someone that had the same cultural things to you, cause that's really important to your life. Like mm-hmm. honor that. Yeah. Yeah. And let's be aware of our biases and people that we are pushing out for the wrong reasons. Totally. Right. 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 Totally. Right. That's good. Yeah. Um, and maybe like a question for, you know, self-reflection with that is like, uh, what are the barriers that I have to love? Like, and mm. what, what are the, uh, the standards or expectations that I would have if I were to love somebody? Mm. Right. Like, uh, and we could ask that question about anything. Yeah. Right. But like zooming in on like race and ethnicity, right? Like, would I be willing to love somebody who, speaks a different language than me, you know, mm-hmm. who has a different skin tone than I have. Right. Like, and I think, um, if there's an immediate resistance to that, yeah. What does that that's, speak? What does that say? Mm-hmm. That's worth investigating, uh, you know, in a good conversation with a friend or in prayer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, because as far as I can tell, uh, it seems like, Jesus is really, really invested in this whole love thing. Right. (laughs) And and as me as a follower of him, like uh, I'm pretty invested in this whole love thing too. Right. So, Mm. um, if there's barriers to that, like it's kind of like a process of like letting those barriers go. Yeah. That's just a general word of wisdom. I'm Mm -hmm. so glad you said that. I thank you. 
I'm a wise guy every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I was wondering when the sarcasm would come out to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, this is such a valuable conversation. I'm so, so grateful that you wanted to bring this up on our show. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm so glad you guys are receiving it. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, maybe just kind of wrapping up some thoughts on it, I'm really curious if, uh, you know, just like what what would be uh like next steps i I don't even know if this is like a practical next steps kind of thing but like what would be like uh, a place for people to go or to consider like you know how would we encourage folks um you know to to move forward so i I was thinking about those last night too yeah yeah okay and i mean i feel like the natural place to go especially in our day and age is Maybe just check your filters on your dating mm. apps. Yeah. What boxes do you have checked and yeah. or unchecked? Right? Yeah. Like maybe yeah. so just good. look at that. That's yes. so cool. Like I mean, I think it's a very practical That's very, yeah. very practical. What a fun opportunity too, to like widen the net a little bit and yeah, learn about go. other people and see what are the other things out there that you just never were exposed to, never considered. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, that's love. lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> Thank you lovely, so lovely. much for coming. It. This yeah. is great. Any, it's been a pleasure. Any final words of encouragement about race and dating or anything else, Steve, that you'd like to encourage our listeners with? Oh, man. I No, I think it's been a pleasure being here, and I really love chatting with you guys, and I look forward to hearing more episodes come out and... <laughs> and worshiping Dude. with you guys too at reality we all go to reality but yeah yeah, so. yeah so cool yeah it's good to worship on with you um well thanks everybody for listening we yeah, hope you like so this much. show i hope that this brought up some new like food for thought and to have conversations within your community about the things that you're considering and just your own journeys of um, awareness of self and the people around you mm-hmm. so if you liked it then uh Share you know, it. Share share this episode with your friends. Love it. Rate it. Uh, talk to talk to some people about it, and uh, you know, let us know what you're thinking uh, via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. And last, but and most important, Brad. Brad's the best. Thank you so much, Brad, for thanks, editing Brad. this episode. What a man. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.